seen a video nasty. I wouldn't. I have far too much. How, how can you judge on a video nasty? Oh, have you never seen one? I actually don't need to see visually what I know is in that film. And welcome to the Video Nasties podcast. My name is Christopher Brown. I'm really just going to go and assume that even if you don't like Lilani Cavani's The Night Porter, you at least agree that it's a film with something to say. Something to say about continuity between wartime Nazism and the post-war Europe. About, you know, a psychological continuity of characters who are locked in abusive and compulsive repetition of the past about Stockholm Syndrome and um, complicated relationships I would personally say that The Night Porter is not a perfect film by any stretch but it does have an artistic worth you see the person who made Gestapo's Last Orgy also watched The Night Porter and really liked it I mean really really liked it before what it could really do with is some more fucking and torture. And who are we to stand in the way of that? <laughs> Amore e morte, il sogno di tutti i poeti. Amore e morte. Amore e morte. A Berlino abbiamo apprezzato molto fino ad ora il suo operato. Non vorremmo essere costretti a rivedere il nostro giudizio. Ma se in prima linea ormai stiamo mandando i bambini. Appunto, i bambini ubbidiscono agli ordini senza discutere. della possibilità di camminare. Perché lo hanno fatto? Mia sorella aveva cercato di sottrarsi alle effusioni di due ufficiali del campo. Scappò via. Allora i due ufficiali ebbero quell'idea. Prima dell'uso delle gambe, Marianne poteva solo strisciare ai piedi dei nazisti. Era diventato un bellissimo oggetto che i suoi carcerieri raccoglievano da terra e posavano sul letto per usarlo. <ride> Fare fiorire una rosa 
bastano pochi granelli di terra e tu li hai già trovati, i tuoi granelli. La verità, qualcuno che ti voglia bene, qualcuno che ti aiuti. Vivere. Adesso voglio vivere. Vivere. Uomini come il comandante Conrad rappresentano le ultime speranze della Germania. Sono il male che spazza tutto. E forse un giorno, sulla crudeltà della Germania nazista, verrà costruita la pace. E allora la passata crudeltà servirà da monito per mantenerla, quella pace. Sei meravigliosa, Lise. In questo posto dove tutto parla di morte, tu sei la vita. Sì, perché tu mi hai insegnato a conoscere la morte. Last orgy of the Third Reich. Uh, it's in its Italian, the Ultima Orgia del Fed Reich, uh, and in the English, uh, Gestapo's Last Orgy. In the 1977 Italian Nazi exploitation film directed by Cesar Canavari. He's the director of that a kind of strange and brilliant spaghetti western. Um, and he, he's an interesting, uh, he's done some interesting films. But, um, this film is a pretty grim mix of sheer serious attempts at shocking you and sex. It came from the very brief Italian subgenre boom of the night of 1976 and 77. And I think it's fair to say that Cannavari wants to create a film with some fairly shocking moments amongst the rape and nudity. Told in flashback, uh, Lise Cohen is uh, taken to a, spe- like a special prisoner of war camp for female Jews. It's a camp that's run as a bordello to entertain German officers and troops going to battle, much in the same way that Love Camp 7 is. The camp is run with an iron fist by a commander Starker and his minion Alma. Starker becomes frustrated when Lisa uh, demonstrates no fear. And then he starts to devise cruel and quite antagonistic experiments to scare her. But it doesn't really come to any avail. However, once she realises that the guilt that she feels is unfounded, Lisa begins to play Starker's game. But even though she begins living a better life, she doesn't forget the atrocities she has seen and experienced. And the film culminates in... um, the reason why we're kind of the story's being told in flashback in truth and um you know as you can probably imagine there is a, a final announcement of what's happened yell you'll feel like you're burning alive weep yell scream cry weep and stop my hand from taking your skin cry First you'll see your blood, and then you'll feel the pain. Yell, scream, weep for the beauty we're taking from you, because you're about to become just a thing, a disgusting thing! 
Hans, Albert, take her away from me. The game is over for today. You must learn to suffer like the others, and we'll teach you, because we are the strongest. We'll bend you, twist you, destroy you. But we'll keep you. We'll need you for making gloves, lampshades, and panties. All this so we can remember you, and so we can laugh at your beauty. Yes, laugh! But first we want to see your tears. We want to see you on your knees, begging, pleading. No, no, please don't! Amor et mortis. Love and death. Come here. Come here. Yes, my love. You couldn't keep control once again, huh? You're just a bad little boy. A disgusting pig. You must be punished. I'll teach you, yes. Your little mom will teach you not to do it in your pants anymore. Shame on you, Conrad. I'm just going to have to do something to see that you obey me. Mama knows the punishment her little boy is crazy about. I have now mastered Conrad. I am your empress. I own you totally. You will not be allowed to fail. <coughs> your queen will help you to humble that prisoner's pride. And I will always give you pain. So sweet. So sweet. In suffering and lust. Mm -hmm. Only I know you well enough. <coughs> Only me, Conrad. <coughs> Excuse me. I've kept you waiting a while. Gestapo's Last Orgy has been frequently attacked as being a terrible film. It isn't a terrible film. It's not like The Beast and Heat, which we're going to discuss um, further down the line, which is almost inept in its skills. It isn't, however, a very good film. For example, it starts with a five-minute car journey the film is filled with torture and rape, but all with this element of slight artiness about it. This isn't Salo, though, and it certainly doesn't reach the dizzy heights of the Night Porter. This is a bondage rape fantasy, a better, although a reasonably well-directed one, from a filmmaker who actually knows what he's doing, but sadly what he wants to do is, is so women being dipped in quickline. Cesar Cannavari was born in 1927 in Milan. In truth, he's probably best known for this film and The Nude Princess. He died in uh, October of 2012 in his, uh, the, the city he was born in. At its heart, the film is really a relationship between two, the two characters. Daniela Park, who is uh, performances oddly dead and very cold and uh, Adriano uh, Michantoni who was um, the, the commandant as it were 
Pogue was born in Savona uh, and uh, studied ballet and graduated to a linguistic high school. She, her family moved to Milan and she uh, started working commercials and returned to her ballet studies. She, um, before this film, this film actually was made before she was kind of famous. Um, she appeared in a variety television show in 1979 that was seen by about 20 million people and kind of kick-started her career. Um, but at the same time, uh, Pogi was um, really, in actual fact, uh, appeared as like, I suppose, in like, the easiest way to put it is, She's a bit like Barbara Windsor in the Carry On movies, an object of lust in a sex comedy. But as she got older, she did move to do more dramatic roles and was named as a UNICEF Goodwill Ambassador in 2001. Mick and Tony was born in 1923 in Milan, and this film really marks the end of his career. It was, uh, you know, he is known for this main role in Gustav's Last Orgy. But um, he was kind of famous for pretty crappy genre films, in truth. Um, you know, sword and sandal movies, spaghetti westerns, but like real B-movie stuff. He had a small role in Trinity Is Still My Name, which is probably the, the highest profile of his work. But obviously, you know, I mean, in terms of the nasties, he is, you know, the main character of one of the, one of the ones that people are genuinely offended by. The movie is daft at points. For example, a scene which is meant to feature rats as a threat to eat Lisa's face appear to be like hamsters or gerbils. And obviously they're reaching up because the hair's getting tangled down. So they're kind of, you know, they're not reaching up to try and eat her. They're reaching up because it's like, you know, excitedly reaching out into the air. You could argue that there's an element that some of the methods of death are suffering are taken from history. Um, I think really one of the problems is it's not a terribly made films. You know the the editing of Endo uh, Monicesi is is decent, and uh, you know it's it's not it's well it's salacious but not horrendously salacious. Just enough to upset you, I think, if it's easy to say. And of course, there is uh, an element to the fact that these kind of scenes of torture and whatever are, are always interspersed with uh, shots of people watching it, viewer, you know, the 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 viewer kind of idea, which is obviously an element of uh, of of the filmmaking and a comment possibly on the audience itself that have been you know come to watch it. I mean, there are it is a film with pretensions. It starts off with some Nietzsche, so I mean, there is something there. But uh, nowhere near enough to kind of justify the just the horribleness that goes on around it. Forget everything, Lisa, or at least try to. I'm ashamed of what they've done to you because I'm German too, because I couldn't stop them. But now, I want to help you. Uh, help me? Why bother? Please, stop this. You're destroying yourself. I'm a murderer. Let them do what they want with me. 
I only want to die. I don't want to live anymore. What do you mean, a murderer? Come on, what are you talking about? I killed my father, my mother, and my brother. That's why I mustn't live. Why did you kill them, Lisa? I wanted them to treat my brother and me just like any other German children. I wanted to be free to walk in the city parks in Dresden, to listen to music, to say my name out loud, to live. I couldn't stand being cooped up in an attic with my family. I knew a man who had the ear of the Gestapo. He assured me that if I told him where my father and mother were hiding, he'd have them taken to Switzerland and no harm would come to them. My brother and I could go home and they would leave us in peace. Two days later, the soldiers came. My mother screamed. They hit her. My brother tried to defend her and they shot him down like an animal. He was only 16. Later, they told me my parents had been gassed at Auschwitz. <laughs> I want to die! I want the Gestapo file on the arrest of the Cohen family. Oberstrasse 67, Dresden. Yes. All four were arrested on the 18th of March. The video was released in 1983 by F, uh, sorry, VFP and it missed ten, nearly the best part of 11 minutes of footage. Now that 11 minute footage is ironically probably some of the better stuff in it. It's, it's certainly the most horrible and uh, shocking stuff and, and certainly the stuff that when I mentioned Salo, 120 days, I mean that's where I, I was thinking about that bit from. The reason for that is that it's basically a, a, a feasting scene where the uh, the Nazis eat unborn baby uh, as a meal, and then somebody faints because of the horror of it, and then they are flambéed and then devoured as well. It's probably this shocking moment, which is kind of definitely kind of it's it's probably it's the only point where it genuinely elevates itself beyond just being a violent porno, but I. It, even that scene on its own is not exactly gonna gonna save the film, as it were. It's certainly the closest thing to to the horror of Salo, um, but let's be brutally honest, it's got very little of that film skill. I mean, it's well, you know, just because it doesn't fall into the amateurishness of Beast and Heat or Love Camp doesn't necessarily mean it isn't it isn't still part of that kind of exploitative world. And uh, people, you know, will go into feedback, and and people have, have, you know, some. I mean, in the past, I've been emailed by people who said they will not watch this film or these film, you know, those these four films, uh, because they just don't want them in their lives, and that's perfectly fine. Um, it's a hard watch, and and I, I you know, I I I, I personally, I'm, I'm I'm trying to like you know. I'm giving it a little bit more credit than possibly even deserves in truth because at its core it is a film that has its problems. Um, Alberto Balden, um, Bembo's track Lisa will stick in your mind too. It's the only track in the film that will to be fair though. The soundtrack isn't particularly brilliant but that song is is played like three times. Once at the start once during the only consensual sex scene in the entire film and then once again at the end. 
The real question is, though, is this film better or worse for its pretensions? Saying that Sex and Torture will trouble art house fans, but all the pretensions are going to cause problems for its core exploitation audience. Then, you know, and, and also, the sexual politics is, even for a film like this, is all over the show. There's this idea that there is a sexual power for Lisa, a woman who won't give in and submit to a man. Oh, no way. She's mentally ill for most of the film and gets fucked back to God's health. So we can avoid that idea pretty quickly, to be fair. And again, that freaking Lisa track playing over that sex scene as they kind of ride around on this bed in this very unattractive manner. It's unpleasant, cruel and thoughtless. I think it's, I think it's the easiest way to put it. Which is, to be fair, what sometimes what you'd expect from a video nasty. And, and also... It's worth pointing out it's had a quarter of a million views on YouTube for whatever that's worth. First bit of uh, feedback is related to the film, so uh, I'll put it before the break. Um, Rob Wilson, who is sent this. No review, just could not watch anymore. Hit the 40-minute mark, fucking vile. I'm not grandstanding. I'm someone who wants to see the video nasties. Chris, be honest, did you make it all the way through without hitting fast-forward? Good luck. Yes, I did, Rob. This is the second time I've watched this film. Um, I watched it again yesterday just to uh, remind myself about it. The first time I watched it, I watched a dub of the uh, the video, like the video, actual nasty. So I had the ten minutes cut out of it. Um, so I would kind of watch like the unexpunged, video, you know, complete as it were uh, this time around. Uh, yeah, I, you know what? We haven't even reached the beast of heat yet. When when we get to that. Then we'll have a conversation about fucking bad films because that film is just staggeringly shite. Um, so yeah, well, let, 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 let's keep our powder dry on that. Um, honestly, the second time around, I think possibly because I wasn't as offended by it because I, I kind of I knew what I was expecting. Um, I, it was an easier watch. You know, it's like the Love Camp thing. It's just I just you know if it's if you watch any porno and you're not into it it is boring as hell and this is no exception and all the pretensions and all, all the you know the touching on on, on art house street art houseness is it doesn't help that at all um so yeah but thanks very much for your feedback robin i think a no review is almost as, as valid as if not more so than a review and, and thanks for giving it a go um you know there's a uh, you know, there's ups and downs on the list, and uh, you know it, that that's that's the nature of it, really. Unfortunately. <laughs> Incredible. You're not a damn bit afraid, but you do know I could have pulled the trigger on you. It would have been better. I'd have much preferred you killed me. <laughs> so you'd much rather I shot a bullet at you. I suppose any old way to get out of the camp. Uh... Any way to have everything all over. First one's very quick. Uh, just a quick, just a quick bit from uh, Graham Brownlow, who says that uh, the 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 Devil Hunter is very dull, and one of Jess Franco's worst, which is saying something. Uh, yeah, well, you know, it's not what it's, it's not one of my favorites. I don't even think it's, one, it's only one of Jess Franco's favorites. Um, some people like that kind of stuff. I don't know. Um, it, it's it's not my favourite on the list. Let's put it that way. Uh, then we've got uh, one from uh, Martin, who is on Twitter at as at double agent seventy three, 
and uh, he says, um, Hi Chris, I've always been fascinated by the infamous of Nasty since the 1980s, and it's great to find so many of them previously banned films now available to watch with all their gore and violence intact. My only issue is not wanting to see real animal cruelty. I've kept a wide berth of Cannibal Holocaust and Cannibal Ferox for this reason, but are there any others in the list of 72? Uh, well, cheers to that, Martin. Also, Martin has a uh, a blog called the Gore Blimey blog, which is goreblimeyblog.com, which is definitely worth a look. I was looking through his stuff. He does it. Uh, he, he updates it loads. There's some great, uh, some great horror reviews on there. Um, the answer is yes, there are. Um, Mountain of the Cannibal God, uh, which has got Ursula Andress in, that has got quite a lot of um, of violence in it. It's you know if you get the the thing is, if you get the 18 version of it, it's all being cut out, but it's a really crap print. I think that's the Vipco release. Um, but if you're going for go, if you're going to go uncut, I think you'd have to be aware there's about four minutes of animal cruelty in there that you probably don't want to see. Um, Cannibal Apocalypse has like two seconds cut out of it where a rat gets uh, flambéed with a flamethrower. I mean, that's up to you whether you think that's okay or not. Uh, you're right, Cannibal Ferox, definitely, uh, you know, if you're watching that uncut, there's a lot. And also, um, Cannibal Holocaust. Now, I personally, I mean, if, if you swear in Cannibal Holocaust because of the, the animal cruelty, uh, first thing I said, I think you're really missing out because it is a fantastic film. But what I would say is that uh, there is a director's cut that's been released by uh, Shameless, and that is on Blu-ray, I think, and uh, and also on, on on standard. That comes with two cuts. One with like some of the animal cruelty cut out of it, but some still in, which is basically what's been allowed by the BBFC. But uh, the director's cut has all the viol- all the that animal cruelty removed, so you could watch that feasibly if you wanted to. Um, it's a good. F- it is a good film. It is worth watching. But thanks very much for your. Um, for, for, for email and, and also um, if anyone is interested that 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 URL is goreblimeyblog.com and he's on uh, Twitter as doubleagent73 okay uh, Colin has emailed in again um, he says um, hey Chris Colin again just writing in reference to your mention of the video Nasty's book you quoted on the show I also bought it in paper form as I collect books on horror cinema, especially extreme horror, and friggin' hell that's one horrible tale of an innocent man's treatment at the hands of the movie police. It's almost unbelievable now that people like this poor guy had their lives ruined over films which are largely available today uncut on DVD and even on Netflix. It raises a question too that maybe these folks should now be recognised as having been mistreated due to middle class paranoia and gutter press witch hunts driven by people like that crazy mayor Mary Whitehouse. I have the only review at time of posting up of the book on Amazon but for anyone looking a personal insight into just what the video nasties fiasco entailed back then this is a good place to start. The sad thing was poor old Harry tried his best to cooperate with the law the whole way through the case but it still looked as if they wanted to hang him out to dry. Like I said in my last email, the ridiculous censorship of UK viewing still makes me sick to the point of anger. I can buy anything abroad on course I like own as I, own as I like but if I were to dare try and sell it, let's say my uncut Human Centipede DVD, 
openly here, I actually still today could end up getting prosecuted for supplying obscene material. I mean, just imagine having that on your criminal record. It's appalling. Anyway, still enjoying the show. I know it's eventually going to end, but I reckon there's still a massive material to run a follow-up show on what's still banned or cut today. It's actually quite hard to find all the details of this online. The last horror flick I heard of being totally banned was the Japanese flick Grotesque from 2009, which I measly bought just because they banned it. But many aren't even aware that the scissors still lurk out there today. Most thinking this is some bizarre quirk of the 1980s. Only yesterday I bought a free disc collector edition of Ishii the Killer, thinking that it said collectors on it, then it must be uncut. But no, it had nine bloody minutes hacked out of it, and this is a film that's 11 years old now. Turns out I've, st- I've, st- I've since learned that all UK releases of this film are cut, which is disgusting. The BBFC government treated citizens like kids in the UK, considering us unable to police our own viewing. I have a collection of over 500 movies on DVD and Blu-ray, and most are 18 certificates. I also have children myself. So would I let a child watch anything classed as adult material? Of course I bloody wouldn't. But even a, a past 18 movie isn't suitable for any child, so they still rely on adults to make sure they don't see 18 movies. So what's the fucking point of hacking bits out of a film and depriving adults from seeing it as the director intended if you still need an adult authority to police it? An 18 film should contain everything and anything that a director puts in a movie. No ifs and no cuts. It's bizarre that you can watch beheading videos online. I never had and I never would, by the way. But you still can't get a copy of the daft film Mikey here from 1992. I mean, what the fuck? Anyway, I can go on all night as it's a subject close to my angry heart. But if you're ever in Belfast, drop in and we can have an uncut movie marathon on my big plasma in a few beers. Colin. Colin, I may well take you up on that offer, my friends. I might well. There's another thing that he's put in as well about uh, from the Nightmare Maker uh, podcast. And he says, uh, there are strong rumours this is finally getting a DVD released by the end of the year. It's hard to believe that every copy that exists out there right now was taken from a videotape. I would, will, 100% buy this if it returns. One of the better nasties, for sure. So, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I'd definitely get a bit of... God, if that came out on blue, that'd be amazing. So, cheer. Uh, such a fascinating little melodrama that is so yeah no absolutely that would, that would be great news so thanks very much for that colin um that that's that that's brilliant and it's great to get that kind of feedback and with so much passion as well i mean i i mean the harry pierce story is is difficult because i mean it does effectively he's, he was a he was a, he was a, a teacher and he's like he ran like a video shop right at the start of the process and like he got absolutely raked over the coals and it like massively impacted on his um on his job and his life all for having well, i don't want to i think you should read it but so i don't want to ruin it but the, there was like it was a copy of ss experiment camp that got him in trouble in the end and it was it wasn't even um it wasn't even on the shelf it was under the counter which makes it sound like it was iffy but as he pointed out, it was in like it was in like random like video two thousand format, which was like a dead format basically. So, but he he obviously like lent it out once. I think he lent it out once, and that was enough, which is just painful for the poor lad. And obviously, a film we talk about Nazi plantation, but that's the one out of the four ones on the list that you can legally buy in the UK now. Um. 
This one is from Wolf, who has, has written in before to the show. Um, he says, hi guys, just a little story which might be of interest to you. Maybe you can share your thoughts on this with me too. In, Ger- in Germany, there's a political sta- scandal simmering at the moment. A party politician is accused of having owned, or how do I say it without your kilters kicking in, pictures of children with, which a possession is legitimately punishable by law. Really disgusting, if that could be, should be true, without any doubt. But one certain journalist overshot the mark, way in my opinion, by his investigations and following accusations. The politician, so he wrote, did like watching an abominable and racist killer movie too. Then goes on about how this taste would damage our country's reputation with other nations. The politician in question was a member of the committee which investigates the NSU cell, which murdered 10 immigrants and a policewoman in the past decade. The abnormal and racist uh, killer movie is Machete Kills, wherein a Mexican is the hero killer. Video nasty scare in Germany, anyone? The more ridiculous part, the accusing journalist has no problems with publishing some of his books with a company which is infamous for right-wing esoteric and conspiracy theory works. Anyway, have a nice week, Wolf. Uh, yeah, cheers for the email. First off, well, thanks for that. Um, yeah, I mean, fucking hell, Machete Kills is not is not a shocking film at all. Um, not even, you know, it's it's not even <laughs> out of all the grind out films that came from that kind of thing. It's certainly not even that. Um, I think it's interesting, definitely, definitely. But you know, this is kind of how this kind of thing starts. I always think that you kind of, you know just a bit of trouble in the police you know in the papers and suddenly it looks like you know they've got a legitimate reason for for doing what they do it's awful really when you think about it from that point of view and you know it is it is just effectively newspapers just getting a couple of column inches from my point of view is it going to be a um would there be a scare i think you need political traction for that to be a scare and i, I don't think you know i think a film that I don't mean I don't know what the German certificate system's like, or if you just do one cuts or whatever. But um, I think it's a country mile. I mean, particularly Machete Kills. I think if it actually got to Parliament, it would be laughed down. But you never know. And also, what it could be is just a catalyst for more censorship, which is not a good thing at all. Obviously. Thanks very much, Wolf, and thanks for everyone for uh, for being in contact. Uh, it's great to get lots of you. <laughs> Lots of emails to read out, and lots of opinions about uh, you know the nasties. Um, if you want to get hold of me, please do. My email address is videonastiespodcast at gmail.com. There's the website, videonastiespodcast.com. And also, I'm on Twitter, at orange underscore monkey. Next week, we have got Cannibal Terror. Kind of a almost, I would say, companion film to The Devil Hunter. Um, not necessarily the same but certainly certainly there's something in there as well so until then take care and I'll speak to you soon goodbye I have never seen a video nasty I wouldn't I have far too much how how can you judge on video nasty you've never seen one I actually don't need to see visually what I know is in that film.